0: Hi, I'm Denise Bailey,
1: and I'm Dr. Monica Parker,
0: and you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias.
1: As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia.
0: And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders.
1: We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel.
0: And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Hi,
1: Dr. Monica. Hi, Dr. Denise, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you so much for asking. Well, today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. A lot of things have been near and dear to my heart, but this one in particular, um, when I had my dad going through what he was going through in in and out of the hospital on several occasions, it was always, um, I won't say traumatic, but obviously a very difficult experience. But what made it a little bit easier was while he was in and out of hospitals, I got to know some of the personnel other than the doctors and the nurses and technicians. Mm -hmm. But there were social workers there in the hospital. And at first you don't think that you really need a social worker, but the social worker ended up being almost a lifeline for me because he or she would really help me when I was trying to transition my father from the hospital to home. And mm-hmm. um, that really helped me a lot. And I know as a physician, you've experienced social workers in hospital settings that have helped your patients.
1: Well, um, you bring up a really important point that I think a lot of families don't quite understand. Um When you're in the hospital and you're being cared for for an acute problem like a pneumonia or a surgery or a stroke, something that requires you to be in the hospital for more than three days, that's what we call inpatient care. Inpatient care is good when you need it, but what generally is a problem for families who have a person living with dementia, it's how do you take care of the person afterwards. For some families, who didn't realize that their relative had dementia, and now that they've been hospitalized and it's there and everybody knows it, it's sort of like, okay, now what do I do? And the social worker in the hospital can kind of help guide you through what that process might be. So as a clinician, one of the things that I think is important is that when you're in the hospital for five days or more, you you might have to get a little bit more help getting back up to where you were. And a lot of people, when they get discharged from the hospital, can get um, physical therapy and occupational therapy at home, which means you leave your home and you come back to a facility to get that therapy. Or you can leave the hospital and go to a long-term care facility and get those kinds of rehabilitative services. And the person who helps you figure that out is the social worker. And so the social worker talks to you about that.
0: And that happened um, for me. In one hospital setting, it was a little um, different, but I see now it was necessary because almost as soon as my father was checked in, the social worker came to me. And in hindsight, I think that's excellent so that if your loved one is going to be in the hospital for any length of time, like you say, maybe five days, one of the first things you should do after conferencing with physicians is to get with that social worker because he or she can see in the future and they've done this and they know that your loved one may need that transition period, may need to go to a rehab center, and they can come with lists.
1: When you say lists, tell me what you mean by lists.
0: When I say lists, the family member may not be familiar with rehab facilities in their area, close to their home or close to their place of work, whatever is convenient for you. So this social worker will have addresses and phone numbers and contact names of different rehab facilities, and you can do your homework. It depends upon the insurance that you may have for your loved one, but you may have the Mm -hmm. ability to choose. You know where you can go. And that list is invaluable. And you can start doing your homework so that when your loved one is discharged from the hospital, you're already ready because that social worker will look at you and say, okay, where do you want them to go? And you already have done your homework. You've made the phone calls. You've talked to people. You may even know people who have been in this facility who can give you a firsthand knowledge of what it's like. So
1: so in your case, um, when you said you found it helpful for the social worker to help you, what did she actually help you do besides finding a facility? Because some of the times your parents were in the hospital, sometimes you took them straight home. I don't know why you took them straight home. And sometimes you opted for them to go into like an in the inpatient rehabilitation? What, what made those decisions for you? How did you use the social work?
0: Well, the part about taking them straight home in some instances is because they weren't in the hospital for more than three days. And I believe you had to be in for more than three days to take advantage of all of the facilities and things that social work or at the time Medicare had to offer. So when uh, my dad was in the hospital for more than three days, that's when the social worker came into play. And to answer your question, besides the list of rehab locations that he was able to go to, the social worker also put me in touch with organizations that could get me a walker for my dad a machine that could help him walk once he like was durable
1: able. medical equipment
0: yes durable medical equipment that was invaluable they also put me in touch with an organization that could get him a hospital bed that could come into the home and uh, near the end it was awesome that we had this bed in the home and we could raise him and lower him and um feed him much better than just him laying flat in his his own bed here at home and it was also um, it had rails just like a hospital and it kept him or helped him from falling out of the bed and one of the other things that the social worker helped me get was an electric chairlift Um, and that was um, awesome because my father's bedroom was upstairs And I don't know what we would have done if I did not have this chairlift because near the end, he was unable to walk and obviously he was unable to, to climb stairs. So whenever I had to take him out to a doctor's appointment or, or any appointment that he had, getting him home was almost impossible to get him to his room. But with the electric chairlift, that solved everything. And that was a contact from a social worker in one of the rehab facilities that he stayed at. So I cannot stress enough how important it is if your loved one is in the hospital or in any setting like that, to get in touch with your social worker and make sure that that's one of the first persons you talk to when they're in the hospital.
1: So... I mean, as a clinician, you know, I understand the value of the social worker, but if you hadn't spoken to the social worker, would you have thought about bringing your father home or letting him stay in a rehab facility?
0: It was the social worker. I did not know that that was an option. You know, usually you go to the hospital, you get discharged and you go home. But if the social worker had not informed me of that, I would have just brought my father home. I did not know that was an option. So it's important, like I say, to to try to get everything that's coming to you in a hospital setting. It depends obviously upon the insurance that you have, but here in the United States, people over the age of 65 have Medicare. So that is something that Medicare will afford older people, Those are the advantages of having Medicare and you're able to get that. And your social worker is the one that will help you navigate everything that you need to know.
1: So on that note, because one of the things you say Medicare is something that you're entitled to. I I have an answer for this, but um, when we say home care, that's being cared for at home, but that's stuff like bathing and toileting and stuff like that. but. How much money did you have to pay? I don't say dollar amount, but what did Medicare cover versus what did Medicare not cover in, when taking care of your father when he was at home with rehab versus being in the inpatient facility? All the things that you just talked about are things to help you have your father taken care of at home. Did Medicare pay for that or did you pay for that?
0: Medicare paid for that. Medicare paid for the person coming into the home. We didn't even get to that. Besides the social worker letting me know and putting me in contact with the rehab facility, once dad came home, they also were able to connect me with home help. And that was a combination of the doctors and the social workers letting me know that he qualified for home help. And depending upon... The illness and the things that he needed. He would get a physical therapist. He got a nurse who would come in and take his temperature. Um, he got an occupational therapist and he got a home health aide. And they all had different duties. Obviously, the physical therapist would get him up if he was able to walk and exercise him. And the nurse would mm-hmm. come and take temperature. And my dad was diabetic, so they were able to take his blood sugar and then the occupational therapist would teach him some of the things that we all take for granted about how to get out of bed, how to wash yourself, how to eat, that type of thing. And then on occasion, the home aide would come in, not as often as the others, but the home aide would give him a bath. And those were invaluable. And that was all covered by Medicare. Um,
1: it cover covered for a long time.
0: It was only for 30 days. But what happens is after 30 days, if you talk to your physician and your physician deems that you can get or it's necessary or needed for you to have 30 more days, they can write you a prescription. So it depends upon your attending physician if you can get 30 more days. So it you have to have that relationship with the doctor. And, and understandably, it has to be necessary, medically necessary, if they feel that it's beneficial for the patient to get an extension of the home services. So it's wonderful. It, it, it's paid for by Medicare, but it's at the discretion of the physician. So that was awesome.
1: You were able to take care of him at home?
0: Yes, I was able to take care of him at home. and For until, 30
1: days anyway.
0: At least 30 days. (laughs) Yes. And um, so that was invaluable. It really was invaluable. And I learned a lot. You know, you take things for granted and you think you just know the usual things to do at home. But the occupational therapist, like I said, would tell you the best ways for them to eat. Because as a physician, you know, when you're in the later stages of dementia and Alzheimer's, sometimes they forget how to swallow so they would you know give us little um, exercises and and tricks to try to get him to be able to swallow something as simple as you know just you can't relax and lay back and eat like we all sometimes like to lay back and relax you have to sit up straight you have to uh, have no distractions and you have to small portions and things like that so those are invaluable lessons that that home health, was able to provide, so I was able to utilize absolutely any and everything I could, and I encourage everyone to make friends with the social workers so that you can take advantage of all the things that come to you and to your loved one to make that transition from hospital to rehab to home more successful.
1: So when you came from an inpatient rehab, did you meet with the social worker again? So you met with a social worker in the hospital and one in the nursing home?
0: Yes, I certainly did because the one in the hospital is the one who gave me the lists of rehab facilities to go to. And I also utilized um, my wonderful connection with a wonderful person named Dr. Monica Parker who helped me. Uh, decide on one of the rehab facilities which was awesome that I was able to put my father into and once at that rehab facility I met another social worker and that social worker at the rehab facility was able to get me in touch with the person who got us the electric chairlift the electric hospital bed the walker and the wheelchair So Mm -hmm. I encourage our listeners everywhere along the way, find the social worker. That person will be your link. That person will be the person who will be able to get you in touch with all of the organizations that can help you. And some things are free and some things cost, but I found that the costs were reasonable. Uh, The things that I had to pay for dad if I did not have the social worker helping me and guiding me along the way, it probably would have cost a lot more. So wherever you go, if your loved one is in the hospital and he or she transitions to a rehab facility, there's a social worker at every facility. So make sure you get with the social worker to make that transition from hospital to rehab to home more successful and work with your doctors.
1: And I agree with you. Let's work with your doctor. And if you can't work with your doctor to listen to get the kind of situation or workout that you need, you need to find another physician.
0: Great advice. Thank you, Dr. Monica.
1: Thank you, Dr. Denise.